video rolling on the podcast. Maybe this will roll too. And it came to pass that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, and all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. For to disobey the Roman emperor meant certain death. Oh, there were young people and old people. There were the famous and mighty, and some not yet known, but whose names would eventually linger and be revered for all time. There were good people, who could ill afford the cruel tax about to be imposed upon them. And there were others. Alright, so a little... little Christmassy there for you. This is Pan... or this is Americana, the American way. I'm Big John. And you can find me on Rumble. Under this channel. Americana, the American way. Course Anchor.fm and all the other podcast platforms. Rumble, it's the real Big John, all one word. And on Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Yeah, that I, I was binging on some uh, Christmas music and then I went to a playlist I made with uh, a bunch of different Christmas shows and I, there was a, a four hour marathon of Looney Tunes cartoon Christmases but I wasn't digging it so I, I skipped and uh, that little minute line there about uh, the Roman Emperor and his tax and how Joseph and Mary uh, ended up back you know going to Bethlehem uh, Joseph's hometown I believe uh, read Luke chapter 1 in the, the Holy Bible you'll get it I just uh strikes me as you know we're getting in that time of season that time of the year the season I love the best uh, fall is now heading towards winter um, I was scraping the frost off my car windshield those of you that live in you know the the northern half of the country will understand what that is those of you that don't uh, you just got to Google it or YouTube it. Um, but it's that time of the year. You get the, you're going from the hoodie weather, weather or as we call them, winter coats. <laughs> but you get your heavier clothes out, get your winter coat out, turn your thermostat up. And uh, this year's going to be an interesting Christmas. Uh, for some personal things that are going on in my family to uh, as we know the supply chain 
is in a, a tizzy for many reasons. Uh, the virus that's still lingering in some places. Um, border patrol people that should be checking cargo containers are being pulled from shipping ports to uh, illegal alien uh, regi registration centers processing centers and whatever but it, it becomes a time when people are stressed now I remember last year you know I got I got paid the day before Christmas Eve and I did all my Christmas shopping that day will not do that this year uh, I've already started Christmas shopping but nonetheless You know, you get these uh, these urges that, oh, I gotta buy the biggest and the best toys and this and that. And man, I had some, I had awesome Christmases when I was a kid. I was a spoiled brat. And uh, I wasn't a brat, I was spoiled. Um, but I really. Sometimes we feel bad for other kids, and I always try to give as much or more than I receive uh, at Christmas time char to charities, um, food drives, toy drive, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, cheer people up, find a random friend. I haven't talked to in a few years. Uh, usually I scroll down my Facebook and I'll just send him a Christmas card. And I've got one friend I um, I started sending him Christmas cards because uh, I know he's he lives in a low income apartment. He's an alcoholic. He can't work much because of his alcoholism. And every year I send him a Christmas card and. I get the instant message, hey, thanks, John, that's the only Christmas card I got. And um, this year, the fights and the, the problems at the stores are going to be the worst they've been in years. Uh, the last time I remember there being you know, real Donnie Brooks at the, the shopping stores was um, a thing called Tickle Me Elmo was big in the 90s late 90s I was still living at home so it had to be 1995-ish and people were like hoarding these things they were fighting over them in the stores uh, there was a limit one per customer and people that uh, had friends who worked at stores <clears throat> would find out when the shipments were coming in and there were actually people stealing these stupid little dolls that you, you squeezed its stomach and it giggled. And people would steal them off the trucks as they came into the, uh, the store. And the store would be like, oh, our shipment of Tickle Me Elmo didn't come in today. 
And then there's this uh, cable public access TV station, and there would be music playing as advertisements were playing. And the advertisements were written on the screen, and you'd see, you know, Tickle Me Elmo Doll, $500, Tickle Me Elmo Doll, $1,000, call so-and-so. Uh, it, it just was ignorant. I mean, it was like a 10 or $20 item, which was, you know, in the middle 90s, that was like, it wasn't expensive, but it wasn't, you know, cheap. Uh, 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 uh. But that little, you know, little drummer boy, 1968 TV special, just caught me. Um, about how, you know, Jesus came to be born in the place that was prophesized he would be born. Um, you know, it was prophesied hundreds or thousands of years before Jesus was born, where he would be born at, what city, and how they got there, because uh, Caesar declared a tax. Just one of those things, I guess, that strikes you, and... makes me think so thing I've been following in the news lately um, this irritates me too about CBS News uh, the headline is video sh appears to show rugs the thirds car moments before deadly crash uh, this rate oh Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver who is just coming into his own and just getting really good this year uh, living up to the expectations um, and that's not what's important uh, but he crashed his Corvette going I saw one report that said 143 this one says 154 miles an hour and he barely got hurt I think he got like whiplash and a cut on his nose uh, unfortunately, the car that he crashed into caught on fire, and uh, the young lady that was in that vehicle died. Um, Rugg's blood alcohol level was twice the legal limit, so he faces a minimum of four years in prison, up to 20. Um, and really, you know, this is one of those times as a Christian, you know, people want to damn Henry Ruggs. Uh, this is a time we should pray for everyone. The young lady that died, uh, she died in a fiery crash. I hope, I, I don't want, you know, obviously I'm not, I, don't, I didn't want her to die, but I hope she was knocked unconscious by the crash and didn't burn alive. Because dying is, well, dying's not that bad if you're a Christian, but, uh, you know, burning alive oh 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 oh, oh. Um, when the police arrived Ruggs was uh, standing there in the street by his car he didn't flee the scene and run he, he seems like he's taken responsibility 
But when I look at his pictures, I see a broken young man. And as Christians, we should pray for him and his victim as well. Um, this other stuff here, uh, this is this is crazy. Uh, Joe Manchin is one of the most powerful men in America right now. Senator Joe Manchin came from humble beginnings as uh, I don't know what he came from actually. But he's, he's kind of a good old boy from West Virginia, and I mean that in the best possible way. Um, good old boy is a compliment where I come from, not what the lib, liberals have made it into. Um, but Joe Manchin had his car blockaded by climate protesters who claimed... He tried to run them over, is what Fox News is saying. Uh, it says, group of climate protesters boasted about block blockading Democrat West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin's car on Thursday, accusing the law, moderate lawmaker of trying to run them over in his attempt to drive through a parking garage. Now... One thing, if you have somebody's car, if you're standing in front of someone's car, you need to move. I don't want to go as far as saying they have the right to run you over, but we've all seen the videos of people's cars being flipped by these raucous protesters, people being pulled from their cars and beaten by these peaceful protesters. So. Yeah, Joe Manchin trying to drive through this crowd that was blocking his car in. Uh, of course, the uh, oh, like the last CBS article that talked about the video of Henry Ruggs' car. This article does talks about a video, and then they don't show you the video. It's like, why do you put video in the title? Oh, yeah, so people will click on your article, and then hopefully. <laughs> <coughs> click on one of the ad banners. Oh, love the news these days. But this is what the peace-loving liberal left does to people that disagree with them. They block you in, they surround your car with picket signs, and they try to keep you from going home or wherever mansion was headed and then they accuse you of trying to hurt them when you just want to leave you know ridiculous peace love and left gotta love them gotta pray for them oh we'll be back to henry ruggs this is let's see is this the same article i just looked at Maybe I X'd out of the wrong thing. No, this is a different article. Uh, the brother of the 23-year-old woman Ruggs uh, killed uh, is speaking out. He uh, says his parents are very distraught. Uh, when he goes to his house, he can't even look his parents in the face. Uh, the 23-year-old woman's name... Um, I know it says it here somewhere, but whatever. That's not it. 
Okay, is important. <laughs> Parents of a 23-year-old woman killed when NFL wide receiver Henry Ruggs crashed into her car early Tuesday morning in Las Vegas are destroyed. The woman's brother told USA Today Sports on Thursday. Yeah, the loss of a child is a devastating thing to any parent. Uh, it, it, it just is. I mean, there's no... Most of the time, there's no love greater than the love of a parent for their child. And it, it's definitely something that will destroy a parent. Destroy anybody when somebody close to you dies. But it's particularly hard to, for parents to see uh, their child die. And I had a liberal college professor who I liked, but he said it, it, it's the hardest thing on a parent because it breaks the cycle of life. The parents are supposed to... No, it's because God put it in their hearts to protect and love and raise this child. It, you know, they love their child. It's not some... They try to doll everything down with their philosophical, psychological bullcrap, these liberals. Oh, it, it's because it breaks the cycle of life. Well, and we then they try to pick away at the sanctity or the meaning or the, the love of God in our lives. And, you know, you know, they say life is not that important. Life doesn't begin at conception. Oh, uh, the governor of Virginia was on video a few months ago, maybe a year ago, saying that uh, a, a newborn baby could be kept alive for up to a week uh, while the parents decide if they want to abort the child, if the child has any defects. What? What? Huh? It, it's like... I returned defective merchandise to Walmart. You're saying if a child's defective, we just kill it? Oh, yeah, there's there's a big black market for baby organs, baby stem cells, blood, skin, because it's new, vital organs, blood, skin cells, stem cells, and they go for a lot of money. So, now liberals are saying that apparently the, they think, or at least the got former governor of Virginia who got ousted for a God-fearing Republican and a black lieutenant governor and a Latino Republican attorney general, uh, this former governor believed that Life didn't even start a week after the baby was born. So when does life start, liberals? When? When, when the baby can fend for itself? I know 30, 40, 50-year-old people that rely on their 60, 70, and 80-year-old parents. So does that mean their parents can abort them in their 40s if they're still living at home? I don't know. Ask the former governor of Virginia. Anyways, but, you know, God be with the parents and family of uh, the young lady, Tina Tinter, who died in the uh, Henry Ruggs crash. That's where this uh, rant started. And pray for Henry Ruggs, too. I'm, I'm sure he just looks like a broken man. 
Virginia's first black lieutenant governor tears into Democrats. Let's read this. Let's read. She's a pretty awesome woman. First black person elected as lieutenant governor of Virginia in the Commonwealth's 400-year legislative history has criticized Democrats for failing to listen to black voters and for taking them for granted. That's going back, that goes back to as soon as I started in politics. 23 years ago, you know, young Democrats, college professors, complained that their liberal Democrat party just took the black vote for granted. You know, up until around about the 1960s, from One moment, please, while I restoke my stogie. From Lincoln up to around about the time of Kennedy, there was approximately a 100-year span where the Republican Party owned the black vote. And then there was a great switch um, because the Democrats started promising uh, things to blacks in the inner cities, uh, promises that have never come true, never been kept, but nonetheless, every year they make those promises and then don't deliver. And then they blame, oh, it's those evil, racist Republicans. Well, this lady's saying, ah, ah, you don't listen to us, you take us for granted, we're not going to take your poop anymore. And she was a Marine by the way. So let's read on here. Winsome Sears, 57, born in Kingston, Jamaica, an African-American woman, immigrant, and says she arrived in the United States when she was six. She grew up in the Bronx, entered the Marines as an electrician, and ran a homeless shelter before entering Virginia politics in 2001. By gosh, by golly, quite the public service resume. Uh, not only is she breaking the Republicans are racist stereotype, also breaking the stereotype that the Democrats are trying to push that we don't like immigrants. She is an immigrant. And we likes her. On Wednesday, the day after her historic election, Sears told Fox News' Sean Hannity that she ran as a Republican because the Democrats were complacent about black voters. The Democrats really don't have the solution, she told Hannity. <clears throat> kind of like, you know, Trump came up with a solution called Opportunity Zones, Opportunity Scholarships, gave the most money in history to historic black colleges, but yet he was still called a racist. Uh, this lady caught on to that, evidently. Uh, she said... 
And so when you look at the Democrat-run cities, the Democrat-run counties, states, they're losing. The neighborhoods are the worst. The schools are the worst. Everything is the worst. Worst. And so they moved from Detroit, <clears throat> from Detroit, Democrat-led states, pardon me. Whenever you talk about a terrible city, I just automatically think Detroit. Uh, it says they moved from Democrat-led states to come to Republican-led states, and they ruin it, forgetting when you came here, it was fine, and now it has changed because you brought the same policies you, that with you that ruined the state you just left. Sears was speaking after the state elected Glenn Yonkin governor, the first Republican to win statewide office since 2009. Virginia, for a long time, was a red, red state. And then in the bigger cities, the, the Democrats who didn't want to live in inner city D.C. and other Democrat-run cities started moving to Virginia, and they started voting for Democrats. And then they ruined Virginia, too. There were things being taught in Virginia to students uh, critical race theory being one which I consider critical racism theory uh, kids were being told if you're born white you're automatically privileged you're automatically a suppressor of minorities and you are born a racist in some critical race theory classes. I cannot vouch for all, just what I've read about. Also, in Virginia, there are some very graphic, explicit sexual education pamphlets. You can look on uh, Steven Crowder's Rumble page and find it, um, or on Crowder Bits on Rumble and find the he holds the pictures up and it's graphic sexual talk between two teenagers or uh, kids in it's a comic bookish thing and the kids in the comic books appear to be a boy and a girl uh, 12 to 13 years old and they're talking about sexual experimentation with their bodies and it's very graphic, and it's pornography, and it was being given to kids in Virginia. Well, during the pandemic, parents started having hairy cat fits about what they were seeing that their kids were being taught all over the country. And then you had a boy in a skirt saying he needed to use the girl's bathroom and he went in there and sodomized and raped a girl. Now, there were a couple times prior to that that he and the girl had intercourse consensually and they were 14, 15 years old-ish 
but this boy in a skirt, as he is being described by the media, uh, claimed to identify as a girl that day, claimed to be transgender, so therefore he needed to use the girl's bathroom. The father had hairy cat fit and was removed from the school board meeting by police because the school board wanted to cover it up. This was the high point in Virginia for parents saying, whoa, 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 you ain't teaching this gender bender. Uh, you know, boys can be girls one day if they decide, and girls are have to accept it. You're not going to teach our kids that boys, because they put on a skirt and say they identify as a girl today, get to use the girl's bathroom with other little girls in there. And Terry McAuliffe, the crooked Democrat piece of shite that he is, said parents are not going to tell us and tell teachers what to teach in schools. Well, if parents don't have a say in what their kids are taught, that's called indoctrination by the government. It happened quite a bit in a place called Germany in the 30s and led to a big uh, hoot nanny in around 1938, 39, uh, until that dickhead Hitler blew his head off in uh, 1945-ish. Um, so, yeah, indoctrination by the government via public schools is not a good thing. Parents should always have a say in what their kids are taught. And uh, that doesn't mean if one parent shows up to one school board meeting and says, well, I want my kid to be taught. <coughs> that Santa is the Easter Bunny and the Easter Bunny Santa, uh, just being ridiculous for argument's sake, that doesn't mean that's uh, everything that the school should teach. Schools should teach reading, writing, arithmetic. Here in Ohio, our governor just signed a bill that schools have to teach a real-world uh, math class things like how to do your taxes, how to avoid credit card debt, how to get out of debt, how to save up money. Uh, and it's a half credit class that every high school student in Ohio will be required to take. So that's what schools should be teaching. Parents should teach morals, morality, religion if they choose to, and those philosophical things. Schools are reading, writing, math, not philosophical gender, this, that, religion, this, that. At least public schools. Now if it's a, if it's a private school, that says we're going to teach your kids critical race theory and, and they're going to have it worked into their math problems and we're going to work it into science and we're going to work it into history and civics Then, and you choose to send your kid to that public school capiche that's kosher with me 
but our public schools should not be indoctrinating our kids. It should be reading, writing, arithmetic, history in a neutral way. Okay, these are the facts. This is what happened. You can figure out the rest for yourself. No opinions, no theories, uh, things like that. Anyways, that's all. This is Big John. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas. And I'll see you the next time on Americana, the American way. Pray for one another. God bless y'all. Oh, Stogie went out.